0: Church. Uh, Brother Robert is here uh, to minister to you and thank God for this opportunity that he has given me. Um, yes, I want to thank you, Church, for appreciating your deacons. And, and I know um, you've been there for us to support us, especially in prayers uh, we need those. We need that. Um, I thank God for your love to each every one of us. Mm-hmm. Michael, Deacon, Brother Glenn, Brother Bobby, and Brother Henry. And I salute to all of you uh, for also encouraging me in spite of my uh, condition. And you're there to support me in and and my family. So uh, tonight, as we uh, dive into our lesson let's go Lord in prayer our precious God and loving father once again uh, we're here tonight to study that word may you Lord uh, give us Lord wisdom and understanding may you be with me O Lord guide me and may you put words in my mouth hide me behind that cross O Lord you know I am not worthy Lord um, I pray Lord that uh, you will use me O Lord and um as an instrument to my brethren to my brothers and sisters in christ and i thank you lord for our pastors for their faithfulness in reminding us oh lord to serve and love our savior we love you lord god and i pray that this lesson that we're going to tackle it will give us lord a um Give us Lord a uh, understanding, oh Lord, and encouragement to everyone. We love you, Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. <clears throat> All right. So yes, uh, sabi nila the year 2022. Kailangan maging positive tayo, di <laughs> Yes, I am positive this time. Okay, kaya nandito ako ngayon. All right. Uh, positive in COVID. But right. I thank God I'm getting better mild um, symptoms uh, it's only uh, sore throat uh, no fever um, no nothing um, just a um, no sore throat uh, December 31st my wife tested me because we have this uh, self test COVID kit she, uh, she uh, tested me and I became positive <laughs> okay uh, well, uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, uh, that's life, right? I thank God for His protection, and I'm here tonight to uh, to uh, to preach joyfully and happily. And you know, I thank God that I can still preach in uh, spite of this uh, COVID going on. And please continue to pray for my family, my wife, and my three children. And once again, I thank you for your support to all of us so tonight um our lesson i entitled my lesson in um no room in the inn okay Uh, last christmas some of our pastors or my co-deacons preached about no room in the inn this time i preached uh did i say no room in the inn okay (laughs) in the but the, the title is No Room in the Church. Okay, there you go. Uh, just to make it clear. No Room in the Church. All right. In, our lesson can be found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to 32. Okay. Um, as we go on in our lesson, we will read these verses. Um, it's, a, it's a long verse. So uh, we will read this as I, as we continue to our message tonight. Um, let me start with this uh, illustration A Baptist preacher. Asked the Methodist preacher one time if he was having mice problem. Like they have in the Baptist church. He said, no preacher. Our attendance is good now. We don't have room for mice so they move out. Okay? Um, I hope that that uh, you will, you get you got you got what I'm trying to drive out here. But if not, okay, let's uh, let's let's uh, try to understand this in my lesson, okay, in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 to 19. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that he henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Having understanding, darkened being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Who being fast, I mean who being past, okay, I'm being kapampangan now, feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. So here, This call is for Christians to stop responding to issues like lost people do. Their salutations uh, are useless, destructive, from darkened mind. There is no presence of God in their responses because they reject Christ. They reject God. Treating one another without love. Seems natural to their callous, living for what satisfies self is all they understand. But when you are saved, but when we are saved, something's supposed to be changed, right? Something has to be changed. Some of that change is immediate change. Some of, some of it is gradually as you grow in Christ. Okay, do you know what the problem is here? Christians do not know their scripture. You know, it's hard. It's sad to say that even though they um, have been saved for many years, for a long time, and they still act like a baby. You know, uh, there's still Christians that you still need to feed them, you know, to grow. But again, they're not... They're not growing. Um, So what happened here is Christians do not know the scripture or do not apply it in in their lives. They correspond to the lost people. This is not a popular message. I know why many Christians or professed Christians do not want to hear this kind of message. This is hits us all on a bad day and with too many bad days lately. Okay, I'm not saying that I'm perfect man. I'm a perfect Christian. I mean, I need this lesson. I need this kind of preaching as well. You know, I'm not saying that I'm holier than thou. But again, as we move on to our life, as we face this 2022, let's... Uh, Really focus our service and love to the Lord. In verse 20, the Bible says, But ye have not but ye have not so learned Christ. And twenty-one, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So Paul make a surprising statement here. He said, If you have learned Christ, that you know. That is that the world, worldly, natural, is not where Christ is taking you, and then he adds, "If indeed you truly have been taught by Him." So wow, take take that um, statement there. So Paul have a nerve to say this to to us, you know, to to the people. So everybody knows that Christian, there are some Christian bully. Okay, Pero na ba ng ganon? there are some Christian bully. The Christian bully, if he or she is, if he or she likes you, okay, ito yung mga bully, no. You are flowered with kindness, ah. But if they don't like you, oh, you better be careful, my friend. You have to pay. They control other Christians out of fear. Have you been bullied before? I hope not, okay? But I have. You know, um, it's not easy. It's not fun being bullied. You know, when I was in high school in Hackensack, I think uh, I was uh, 16 or 17 years old, something like that. Yeah, what the we have we have what we call this a uh, early dismissal. Uh-huh. Here you go in half a day, ba. So, they dismissed us early. Um, so, I went with my friend uh, because the Haki High School meron silang swimming pool dyan eh. So, I went with my friend um, to um, to play around in the swimming pool. So, okay. You Walang know, no lifeguard. Uh, swim at your own risk. So, back then, I like to swim. I like to go in the water a lot. So, here am I diving in and out in the diving board you know, until one time I didn't realize that there's someone waiting for me underneath the water. And then as soon as I dive in, this guy start pulling my, my feet, you know, trying to drown me down. But I thank God I I had a, uh, I have this strength to kick his face, you know, and to let me go. And yes, by God's grace, it happened. And after that, I just came out of the pool and get dressed and go home. And not only that, uh, in, in the hallway during the, uh, what they call a, rec- uh, what they call a uh, uh, lunchtime or whatever it is, uh, uh, switch rooms. You know, in the hallway, people are squeezing in, you know, pushing and shoving, shoving each other. And I have experienced those. And I, I'm telling you, it's not easy. But I thank God today, uh, bully in the school is not allowed anymore. Okay. And, and so I have been told that there are members, uh, that there are members in every church that you don't want to cross. Okay. Uh, Not only in the church, I mean, in real life, there are something or someone that you don't want to argue with or to cross, uh. Like their path, uh, what they call it. You know, that like what they call uh, mind your own business. If you do, they will make your life miserable. You know, they even treat, uh, threat you. You know, like, you know, if you do this, I will kill you. Something like that. So if you are a pastor, they seek to ruin your ministry and reputation. They start picking at everything you do and put it in the worst possible lie. You know, they will start looking at your mistake instead of your encouragement to them. With the worst possible motive is like when they tell something about people in the church, they have this like what you call the extra exaggeration when they tell someone and downright lying is not out of the question. And again, uh, there are people like that. I believe uh, this happened in our church before. Okay. So I believe Paul saw some of this in ministry. As a matter of fact, I know he did. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17 to 20, the Bible says, Now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever Amen. And verse 18, Discharge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the pra- uh, prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck, and verse 20, of whom is um, Hymenius and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan. Wow. That they may learn not to blaspheme excuse me so in one part of uh, paul ministry paul said alexander was a good helper okay but near the end he said that he turned him over to satan to teach him not to blaspheme what did he do you know what did uh, this alexander do to paul in verse uh, 4 of uh, 4 chapter I mean in second Timothy chapter 4 verse 14 Alexander the copper smith did me much evil ayun pala eh the lord reward him according to his work so this one did not um oppose Paul to his face he went behind the scene and spread rumors ito yung tawag nilang uh they they attack you behind your back he did more than hurt Paul he hurt the work of the ministry okay so there is a theolo- theological study about turning one's flesh over to satan to teach not to blaspheme so the word blaspheme here means to revile okay to speak evil of to defame so one quick reference and we will move uh and and we will move of this without further comments okay um i mean i've like i said i've experienced all this in in the church or as a member of bergen bible baptist church but again i thank god that it's not over already okay um yes uh, i use those uh discouragement as, as my stepping stone to grow in in the Lord <clears throat> okay in 1st Corinthians chapter 5 verses 4 to 5 the Bible says in the name of the Lord Jesus when ye are gathered together and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ and verse 5 to deliver such unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord when someone hurts the work of the church Either through creating division or promoting division by repeating rumors or simply not seeking resolution to an offense. The church, the bride of Christ, are called to obey the head of the church, Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, you know the church history. We have experienced this. Okay, and uh, someone wants to be the head of the pastor. Even though pastor dapat ang head ng church, they want to be higher than the pastor. Okay, and some people wants this and that, but they cannot have it. So, you know, they left and divide the church. You know, we don't need those kind of people. You know, so we hate church discipline, don't we? Um, and church discipline, when it gets out of control, is ugly. And it easily gets out of control, as seen in First and Second Corinthians, happened. You know, but when a church does not discipline those who hurt the fellowship and unity, we offend Christ. Okay, we offend Christ. So we, I mean, as a pastor, you know, if the, if you have been disciplined, a pastor, you know, that means they love you. You know, that means they care for you. So he. <coughs> So, if, if the pastor don't do those kinds of discipline, we offend Christ. He died to purify his bride, not to give us a playground to see how much division we can create. So, in this passage, brethren, he is saying there's need to be a distinct difference in how we treat each other. Good times and bad times. When we agree or disagree, of course, there will be bad times and good times and agree and disagree to the church. Okay. Not everyone agree, you know, for what other um, uh, members ask. He says that it was you learn from Christ. That is what Christ is teaching you in your life lessons in your growing moment. So and then he warns here. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as as the truth is in Jesus. So if you are saved, he said here, if you are indeed saved, the point is some Christian bullies are saved and some are not. Okay. It can be so bad. You cannot tell the difference. You cannot tell the difference. As a warning, Paul says, if you are struggling with your temper, or your ability to love you better check your heart my friend better check your heart okay number one point i only have five points um i always say i won't keep you long okay i only have five points so no room for old life living okay in ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 the bible says that he put off concerning the former Conversation the old man Which corrupt according to the deceitful last So he said here put off The former conversation The old man Okay If Paul put this into a slang Or like in a, a Angry way He will say stop it If you are saved Put off your old self It doesn't belong in your life today Because you are saved in your former life, is was a corrupt as your heart, though a deceitful desire that belongs to your old life. So again, Paul tells, telling us here, if you are saved, put away that behavior that matches your purified heart that Jesus Christ gave you. Alright? In verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Okay? I came across with this verse. Okay? Uh, in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, this is the exact thing we see in this verse. Romans chapter 12 verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be it transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So brethren, you who are saved have a new heart, okay? Our Christian growth consists of renewing the spirit of our mind to match the pure heart Christian have received from the blood of Christ. And verse 24 of chapter 4 of our verse in Ephesians. Book of Ephesians, sorry. And that he put on the new man, okay, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So Christian growth, okay is putting the new self okay which matches the very life of Christ in our life or in our heart it looks like god in true righteousness and holiness okay then paul gets into a specific problem which bothered this church okay number two all right no room for dishonesty okay no room for dishonesty in verse 25, Wherefore, putting away lying, okay, this honesty, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Okay, we are members of one of another. So, honesty is a benchmark. This honesty may include honest description of events and with our impression. Just the truth, okay? not assumption based on our observation and experience you know there this is the thing here there are people na masyadong chismosa pag may nakitang hindi nila ano like you know suspicious lang and they will th- they will whisper to other members you know and this and that you know that's the very bad attitude in in the church so we should avoid those kind of people okay so now When there is, when there are failure in your relationship, okay, I promise you, much of it is based upon misunderstanding. Okay, anybody who has done any intervention will tell you that resolution comes when finally the truth is separated from what people believe or assume to be the truth. So this sounds so simple. But only the truth is the truth. Okay? Only the truth is the truth. What is not the truth is falsehood. Falsehood are the heart of the relationship problem. As Paul taught unity in this troubled church, he said, zero, zero. in on the church and discard everything else. Okay? That's why the title here is there's, no, there's uh, no room in the church okay we don't have room for this kind of people in the church so no room for anger fruits verses 26 to 27 be angry okay the bible just be angry go ahead be angry and sin not there you go let not the sun go down upon your wrath neither give place to the devil so next he said there is no place for anger's fruit is there anger in the fruit of the spirit (laughs) I thank God there's none in there. All right, okay. Much has been said about this, and book have been written. You know, like <coughs> like in music. When uh uh they say uh, when someone is getting mad, you know they they try to get in tenor part. You know they try to scream. You know um, I mean I sometimes I get mad at my children. You know first first I say it in a mellow. You know. Mellow uh, style, then it's still not obey, and I go a little higher, like soprano. And if still there's no obedience, then I go to tenor part, okay? <laughs> all right, so now this is that I will give you the cliff notes, all right? The cliff notes or the 40 notes, the 40, the F, you know, that small F in the music, the music book. And if you are part of the choir. You know what I'm talking about. And and if you want to be more louder than forte, make double forte. You know, in the choir, when you see the the double F in the end of the song, Pastor Abel or Sister Rochelle will tell you louder. And then there is like 16 counts in the end of that note. And you don't stop until you turn blue. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So <coughs> kidding, <laughs> excuse me. So kidding aside, let all of us—I mean, all of us—all of us get angry, right? This scripture says the anger does not have to be accompanied by sin. Be angry, he said. Be angry and sin not. Yes, you can be angry as much as you want, but please don't. Let don't, don't let Satan get you into sin. Okay? So, anger. Anger turns into sin when it takes control of what we do or say. So, many Christians are incapable of becoming anger and not letting it take control. We spend too much time justifying our anger and satisfying what the anger creates in us. You know we we make a lot of say uh, oh because he he did it first. You know, oh he told me this one first and now I just want to get get revenge. You know, you no know, this destroys a relationship. Have you ever known a relationship that was harmed without anger being involved? When we get hurt, we are angry and we strike back. You know, yan ang ano natin eh, ang uh, it's natural for us as a human being. We strike back. Is that what Jesus did? I don't think so. Now, in First Peter chapter 2, verse 20 to 23, for what glory is it? Okay? When ye be buffeted for your faults, ye, ye shall take it patiently. But if, when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. In verse 21, for even hereunto we... Where, ye quote, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. And verse 22, who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. And verse 23, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judge, judgeth righteously. So listen to me. Listen to me, you have been called to get hurt, okay? You have been called to get hurt. You have been called to get mad. You have been called to be offended. And you have been called not to get your way. So yes, you have been called for all of that. You are called to feel belittled. ...and disrespect. But you are called to suffer... ...and endure all of this... ...and to respect Christ... ...in it. So Christ suffered for you... ...and that is our example. When hurt... ...he did not sin. When angered... ...the father... ...the father is still control... ...his feelings... ...his relationship. You know... ...when he was insulted revolved he took it without revenge or hurting the relationship he bore the wound of difficult relationship as his investment into the relationship and our example of how to be a church all right so this suffering christ did not did and belittling he endured was for us and now is expecting us to do it as well so what a loving successful church we would have if we learned this from the pastor and all the way to the ministry i mean to the nursery all the way through the nursery what a loving successful church we would have and number four, oh boy and blissa okay no room for self centeredness in verse 28 so let him let him that stole still no more, but rather let him labor, working with his own with his hand, that things which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. So next here Paul addresses selfish, self-centered, fallen mankind that cursed life from which we were called away from. So demand things to go our way, and we get at the expense of anyone in the way. What we want, okay? The extreme of this is the thief, but it's the same spirit throughout. So look at the remedy to the selfishness, okay? There's a remedy for the selfishness. Okay? Must have my way, must have my wants and desires. Life, work, honest work, benefiting so you can share. So, the direct opposite from selfish is self-centered. Number five, no room for an uncontrolled tongue. Okay, that's why we don't have room for the church for all these things. You know, in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, Let not corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Okay, so corrupt talk. Corrupt talk. You can have purified heart. The life of Christ is in your life. The life of Christ is in our life, and still have an unreward mind, still thinking like a lost person, and thus is still talking like a lost person. Paul says, "Let not corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth." No. Not nothing that tear down, but that which is good to be edifying. Not things that create condemnation in those we don't agree with, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So this is not just the occasional encouragement where we are amazed that God used our mouth to do good. He said, let not corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. The Amplified Bible says, which tries to squeeze the full meaning of the Greek and Hebrew words into the into this verse. It says, let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor wholesome or worst, uh, worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. You know, as a Christian, pag, uh, if, if you get aggravated, and they say, mm. Dila Krishano Namura na kita. you know something like that. Then Paul summarized these previous verses in a three general statement. Okay? Please allow me to share this with you. In three general three general statements. Number one, the plan for unity. Okay, this is the plan in Matthew eighteen fifteen. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his faults between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Okay? Don't go to your brother you know, na-offend ka know, na-offend kanya and talk to him with angry voice or angry tune. You know, hindi kayo makakaintindihan. Talk to him in a gentle manner. Okay? In a, in a loving manner. Um, and then verse 30 of chapter 4 of Ephesians. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So, when we do not operate with uh, spiritually healthy characteristics in our Christian life and in our church and fellowship, we grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the one who keeps us saved. Okay? Okay? Thus Paul says, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Okay, there are a lot of things for God to be grieved. Okay, there are a lot of things for God to be grieved. By the way, the Holy Spirit is God. But the only thing mentioned that grieves the Holy Spirit of God is disturbance of the fellowship. Disturbance of the fellowship. <clears throat> Excuse me for my kapampangan. This is not a light light matter or a secondary message in the Bible. It is a primary to the calling of God and the mission of God through us. So many, many, many passages are instruction for us unity and forbidding discord. So God had planned for unity and we must go by his plan. Okay, what are the plan? Okay, let's 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 continue. Let's go back to our verse in Matthew chapter eighteen, verse fifteen to seventeen. This time, moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him with uh, him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy uh, thy brother. But if he will not hear thee then take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established and verse 17 and if he shall neglect to hear them tell it unto the church but if the neglect but if he neglect to hear the church let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican okay so if we are not going to act like a true church of Jesus Christ Operating by his instruction. Let's all this something plan that the church had. that we that we're going to act like a club, you know, instead of a uh, 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 saved people without Christ in in control. Let's put out a new release over there, you know. Just put all those things that that are like pretending that we are a Christian. But if we are going to be the church that pleases Christ, <clears throat> that reaches this community, that obeys the head of the church, Jesus Christ, our leaders and every members must insist that we do it his way. His way is further summarized in the last two verses. Okay? His way is summarized in the last two verses. In verse... Uh, in verse 31 to 32. Okay. The product of unity. Alright. The, uh, the product of unity. So let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all my In verse 32. Last verse. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So no room the church for old life living no room in the church for dishonesty and deception no room in the church for anger's fruit and no room in the church for self-centeredness and no room for the church for uncontrolled tongue but there's room for unconditional love amen there is always room for unconditional love gracefully Esteem other others more than our own selves. So this evening, or at this moment, there will be people praying. You know, they will be praying for you, praying for themselves, praying for our church, our pastors, our deacons, our teachers, your fellowship, and for our unity. You know, encourage each one. You know, encourage each other with faithfulness. Share joy when one has reason for joy. Share heartache when one has a reason for sorrow. We invite others to join our church. We invite others to join in the cause of Christ and faithfulness to his bride. So the church pray for more people in the kingdom, people to be saved. So, let me end with this quote by Edward Barnes. It says, Nothing is more important to God than prayer in dealing with mankind. But it is likewise all important to man to pray. Failure to pray is failure along the whole line of life. It is a failure of duty, a failure of service, and a spiritual progress. God must help man by prayer. He who does not pray, therefore robs himself of God's help and places God where he cannot help man. So man must pray to God if love for God is to exist. So faith and hope and patience and all strong, beautiful, vital forces of pity are withered and dead in a prayerless life. So the life of individual believer, his personal salvation, and personal Christian grace have their being bloom and fruit age in prayer. So as we uh, continue to face this twenty twenty-two, I hope we would be in uh, always in the uh, spirit of prayer, you know, <clears throat> praying for one another, pray for our church, for our leaders, our pastors, and again uh thank you for for joining us tonight. And again, uh, Happy New Year. Okay, let's go, to Lord, in prayer. Um, <clears throat> Dear God and loving Father, we thank you, Lord, for this message that you have uh, given to us. And I thank you, Lord, for using me again, Lord, in, in, in this church. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that um, you will continue, Lord, to, to strengthen our faith unto the Lord and keep us, Lord, strong and, and healthy, Lord, as we... Uh, Grow more unto and, and the Lord and please uh, keep us, Lord, safe And everything that we do, Lord, always be according to your will. Thank you for your love to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Okay, God bless you, brethren, and see you soon, hopefully. Thank you.